0: And hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number two hundred and seventy-eight. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome along to the show, and I hope y'all are having a great summer. It has been uh, rather warm over this past couple of weeks, so we're getting some getting some heat here. It's not my favorite weather, I must admit, but that's basically uh, yeah, that's basically what's going on thankfully i work in air conditioning and i don't have to worry about it too much um anyway uh we don't have a lot to talk about here at the top of the show we've talked about the various movies we've talked about wonder woman we've talked yeah the next movie i'm going to be seeing um actually i have it on dvd i'm going to be watching suicide squad so maybe next week or the week after i'll give you my little uh, bit of thoughts on on suicide squad uh, i kind of already know what to expect i guess and maybe that's a good thing and maybe that's a bad thing it's a good thing in regards that i might have lower expectations for it and therefore like it more uh, because that seems to be the way it works with me anyway so uh yeah so we don't really have a lot to talk about so let's go ahead and move along with our review
1: Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the
0: And this week we are looking at the next installment in the life of girl Thor with the Mighty Thor issue number four. Cover art is by Russell Douderman and it shows the wanted poster that we've seen a lot of here. The wanted poster that has been plastered all over in Asgard says false Thor thief wanted by order of the Allfather for crimes against Asgard dead or alive in English. Because that's what they speak in Asgard, is English. When Dr. Jane Foster lifts the mystic hammer Mjolnir, she is transformed into the goddess of thunder, the mighty Thor. Her enemies are many, as Asgard descends further into chaos, and war threatens to spread throughout the Ten Realms. Yet her greatest battle will be against a far more personal foe, the cancer that is killing her mortal form. The War of Realms rages as Malekith's siege consumes Alfheim, home to the Light Elves. Malekith's forces attempted to bomb the capital of Alfheim, Ljusalfgaard, but Thor destroyed the bombs in the air. The explosion separated Thor from Mjolnir, resulting in unconscious Jane Foster plummeting from the sky. Meanwhile, in Asgard, an increasingly unbalanced Allfather brings Allmother Freya to trial for treason the trial of the all mother it was written by jason aaron russell Dowderman was the artist matthew wilson was the colorist letterer in production was vc's joe sabino the uh cover artist of course Dowderman wilson the variant covers are by various people assistant editors chris robinson <laughs> editor is will moss tom Brevort is the executive editor Editor-in-chief is Axel Alonso. Joe Casada is the chief creative officer. Dan Buckley is the publisher. And Alan Fine is the executive producer. Thor was created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. And we open up to our uh, beginning of our story. Splash page, as it were. Beautifully laid out. uh, He's got this... um, Remember the uh, the symmetry thing that we talked about from the last page of last issue? We've got it going on here, too. It's not exactly symmetrical, but it is a very compelling design. I really do like the way it looks. So, okay, we start out in Alfheim, Realm of the Light Elf, and we get a, a scene here of the mossy elephants and the stormtrooper elf soldiers and the rocks on tanks, and it says... The Light Elf forces are in shambles while the Dark Elves march in strength on Guard. Malekith, the accursed, will show no mercy. The War of the Elves will end in slaughter. But on the bright side, it looks like I won't be dying of cancer after all. And it turns out to be Jane, and she is falling to her death. The Mjolnir is there kind of beside her. Uh, she is um, above this giant vulva uh, plant building now you can see from above it doesn't look as much like a vulva it looks more like a giant flower uh and she's following and there's a bunch of fireballs falling with her along with mjolnir she uh, is saying uh, there's no way that she's going to live that long and she says oh hell and she sees mjolnir and she's like wake up hammer gah i can't mjolnir and we cut to the ground, and Loki is down on the ground. You remember uh, Face Pubes himself? Uh, they had that, that confrontation last issue, and he's on the ground and looking up and saying out loud, Hmm, no sign of Thor. Perhaps I'll become the star of my own story again after all. The mighty Loki, prodigiously bearded King of Asgard. Oh, I do believe I could make that work. And we shift back to Jane, who's still falling towards this giant flower. And she's thinking to herself, obviously, if I'd never picked up the hammer, I wouldn't be in this mess. Instead, I'd be in an infusion room somewhere, quietly treating my cancer, getting better. But I regret nothing, not a single thunderous second, no matter what. And we see her reaching out, and one of her fingers is very, very close to the uh, leather thong of the uh, hammer again beautiful layout here there's the, something going on with the layouts here that i really like they're they're very non-conventional uh as far as the comic goes even for this comic we suddenly see a giant thume made out of rocks which is again it's a cool effect it's this whole comic so far <laughs> is three pages in and we've got uh, some really s- cool stuff going on art wise so we have a Thum going on, a big sound effect, which is actually made up of the rocks that are flying up from the ground after Thor strikes the ground. And it is indeed Thor who strikes the ground and not Mjolnir and uh, Jane Foster separately. And uh, we have uh, Thor standing and uh, the Mjolnir is lightning shooting out lightning in her hand. And she's like, Malekith, bring all the elves you have in Svartalfheim, but you shall not take this city. Not while Thor yet lives. And uh, Loki is there, and he says, Oh, well, I suppose my moment can wait. Stand aside, Loki, or do you desire another taste of Uru? Hey, don't mind me. I'm only here to watch. I haven't seen a good war in ages. And a voice comes from off panel, off page. This war comes to an end. I will see to that. And uh, it is the Queen of the Elves, and uh, she's inside the sort of flower, vulva building sort of thing. And she's with other elves that look like her retainers and so forth. And um, her followers are saying, Queen Elsa, please, you must stay within the walls. Malachis' forces are... Enough! I am the Queen of the Light Elves, not of the trolls. I will not hide in the shadows while others do my fighting. Now where is the beast called Malekith? Fetch your master, dark elf dogs. I would have words with the fiend. And she comes out and she's dressed in this sort of flower petal looking armor. And she's got this sort of um, a, an unusual hairdo. It's kind of, kind of like looks like something that, that you might have seen like in the 1940s. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's got kind of like bumps on either side and the kind of a, a divot in the middle, almost like uh, horns underneath the hair kind of, of a look. Uh, and she's wearing a kind of a, a veil sort of thing over the top of it, like a I don't know what they call it, it a sort of medieval and veil kind of thing and uh, Thor says, "Your Majesty, I do not think that wise. You are a brave warrior, Thor, and a true friend of Alfheim, but I must ask you to lower your hammer. They will burn your city, my queen. They will slaughter every last one of your people. yes." which is why we must not give them the chance. The dwarves of Nidavellar have agreed to accept all light elf refugees into their borders. My mages have opened the portals. We just needed time to evacuate the children and elderly. But Malakith cannot be trusted to... And a voice comes from off-panel once again. You called, my dear. And it is, of course, Malekith, and he uh, again swooping in with his sort of gloopy... Black Trail, a la Gore the God Butcher, whatever. I'm, is that? I don't know. Anyway. anyway. Uh, how may King Malekith be of service? By slitting his own throat, for starters, says the Elf Queen. Ah, would that I would, but without a throat, how would I sing the praises of your beauty? You may sing, or you like, Dark Elf, but first tell your butchers to stand down. Ah, forgive me, my Lady Ailsa, but why in all the realms would I want to do that? so that we can talk peace. And one of the, uh, the elf retainers is like, Your Majesty, you cannot possibly negotiate with this. Silence! Malekith will enter your self-guard alone. With my solemn promise, he shall not be harmed. And together, I pray we can bring an end to this bloodshed. Truly, you are wise as you are beautiful. I am in awe, my lady, and of course I accept. Though I do have one minor trifling condition of my own. And we have Malekith is kind of tossing his hair around kind of uh, coquettishly. They go wandering off, and yeah, we don't really know what's going on, this conversation between the Queen and, and Malekith. But uh, Loki and Thor are kind of standing behind and yeah, as, as they go wandering off. And Thor says, I like this not. I should be at the side of the Queen, especially since Malekith insisted that I not be. At least you're not in chains. This is one part of being the villain that I certainly haven't missed. So we see that uh, Loki has actually been uh, trussed up in uh, chains, uh, because I guess nobody trusts him, neither the uh, dark elves or the light elves. And we see the uh, the giant foot of a frost giant coming in behind. So, yeah, basically all of uh, Malchus' funkies are here, including a uh, particular... A uh, frost giant, as we find out in a second. Malekith will never settle for peace. Queen Elsa is in grave danger. Of course she is," says Loki. We all are. Or does that helmet make you blind? Here, allow me to make the formal introductions. And you see the the frost giant coming up right behind them. And uh, and uh, Loki looks up and he says. "'Hi, Daddy.' So uh, Laufey is standing above the two of them, and Thor is, is looking up at him, and uh, she says, "'So it's true. Laufey lives.' "'Indeed, he does. Bigger and more lovable than ever. "'It would seem death has not improved his wisdom. "'The Frost Giants have made a grave error by aligning with the Dark Elves.' "'I thought there was a Thor here,' says Laufey. "'All I see is a little girl with a hammer.' Now, Daddy, says Loki, don't be a troll. A lot has changed over the centuries since you first died. This is the all-new mighty Thor, and I assure you she's just as capable as any son of Odin. Luffy's <laughs> uh, well, well, laughing at that, and so his laughter shakes the ground. And um, Thor's looking up at him, and she's vowing to remember every second of that laughter. And again, you know, we've got some good stuff going on with the layout, so we'll talk about that at the end. And uh, we shift scenes, and we are inside the palace, and uh, they're standing next to a giant pool, a uh, kind of giant pool of water, mm-hmm. and there's a big old uh, a flower sort of thing in the middle of the pool, very uh, female-looking flower. And uh, Malika is saying, Why, Lady Elsa, I thought we were going to meet alone. And you see that there's several guards around. looks like six or seven of them around. I am no fool, Malekith. I know of your dark powers. My mages here will ensure no sorcery comes into play during our negotiations. Negotiations? Is that what this is? I thought you were going to beg me not to massacre your entire race. Is that what you want? Me to shame myself? What I want, m'lady, is victory. The lands of the elves shall be united. No more divisions of dark and light. We shall be one people at long last. You know that will never happen. You may take this city, but you can never hold this land. You're right. War will not unite us. That will take something else entirely. You can't possibly mean... Would you like me to get down on one knee? I believe I've heard quite enough, says the elf queen. She is not very happy about that. Midgets. Show this cur to the gates! And when next I see you, Malekith, it will be the uh, the end of my sword! Mages! Did you not hear my. Mages? And all of the mages have vanished, or they're kind of fading off into kind of magical crackle. Um, And uh, Malekith starts laughing. It's like, (laughs) it is so hard to find good help these days, isn't it? Hard for you, at least. What trickery! And when, uh, one of the uh, going figures approaches and says, Your mages regret they could not be here, your majesty, as they are otherwise indisposed. God's help me. And by indisposed, I mean dead. And uh, it is the enchantress, and uh, which is underscored by the fact that, that the queen says, The enchantress. Yes, hello. And I understand congratulations are in order as well. I'm sure it's going to be a lovely wedding. And we see the sort of uh, magic sparkling from Amora. Uh, So obviously she's doing some of her voodoo, some of her love magic or whatever it is that uh, Amora does these days. And we shift scenes. And uh, we have Malekith and uh, the Queen standing next to each other. And Malekith looking very proud of himself and kind of haughty and the queen standing mm-hmm. next to him looking a little bit like Melania Trump. And I, I'm wondering if they didn't pattern... Yeah, I think they think they might have patterned uh, Malka's facial expression after Trump as well. Anyway, uh, so she says, Citizens of Elfheim, so ends the war of the elves, and so begins a new era of peace between all elves. Let the bloodshed cease and the celebration begin, for I have agreed this day to embrace unity over hatred. By accepting the hand of King Malekith in holy matrimony. And the elves are all looking up at her. And um, Thor, Thor comes swooping down. He's like, no, this cannot be. What spell have you cast upon the Queen Malekith, you devil? And the, uh, the queen uh, is kind of looking straight ahead and says, no spells were needed, Thor. This is the only way to make peace. Your highness, you cannot do this. This elf is a monster. He is... Speak not that way of my betrothed, Thor, please. This is elf business. Perhaps it is time you return to your own realm. And Malkith speaks up here. Yes, frankly, I'm a bit surprised you aren't there already. I assumed you wouldn't want to miss the big trial. Trial? What trial? And we shift scenes and we are back in Asgardia, City of the Gods, and we are in Odin's throne room. And we've got uh, Odin there, of course, sitting on his uh, hilt-sword throne like in the Thor movie. We've got Freya standing before him, the Thunderguards standing nearby as well. Confess your treason, Lady Freya, and this trial's end will come swiftly, as will this throne's judgment down upon you. You wish me to confess, Lord Odin? Very well. I confess to enabling my husband for far too long enabling him to be a stubborn, narrow-minded, cold-hearted fool of a god. I swear before this court that I will never again commit such an egregious crime. You are not on trial for being a less than exemplary wife, though there certainly is sufficient evidence to warrant such a charge. You are on trial as a subject of Asgard, one who has repeatedly defied the will of its rightful ruler and recklessly fanned the flames of insurrection, with words of insolent, sedition, and outright blasphemy. And beyond mere words, you even dared to take up arms against my lawfully empowered agent, the Destroyer, when he sought to reclaim stolen Asgardian property from the clutches of the false Thor. And this this took place in issue 8 of the last Thor series. How do you plead to such crimes, Freya? Have you the gall to deny them? I deny nothing. "'Instead, I'll much rather speak of your crimes, husband, dear. "'If Asgardia stands on the brink of civil war, "'it is your doing, not mine. "'Since you returned from the void with your snake of a brother in tow, "'you have refused to recognize that this realm has moved on without you. "'The ancient patriarchy of your father belongs to history, "'not to the here and now. "'Your people have a congress. "'At last they have a voice of their own, "'and they will not be silenced, not ever again.' And neither will their all-mother. I assure you the ways of my father are very much alive. I assume you understand the penalty for treason. If I were you, I'd be more worried about the penalty for tyranny. Damn it! This is your life we're talking about, woman. Think of your children! I am. And of their children after them. And what manner of Asgard I wish for them to inherit. Perhaps it is you who should think of someone other than yourself... And uh, Odin strikes his uh, staff down on the ground. Uh, It's got a big long staff, not like the little uh, scepter thing he used to have. And it makes a uh, true sound effect, which again, it's kind of spelled out in these big cracks on the floor. Uh, So that's kind of an interesting... I I, I don't know when they started it, but it looks kind of cool. And Odin is obviously very not happy here. You speak of Asgard and Odin as if they are somehow separate. I am, Asgard woman, from now until the end of time. You will learn to respect that here today, or I swear to you by the bones of my father and all the All-Fathers before him, you will never see sunlight again. Tell me, All-Father, have you but one ear to go with that eye of yours? Can you not hear the cries from outside your window? Do your worst to silence me, but if you're going to silence all of them... You're going to need a lot more hammers. And we cut to the outside and we see lots and lots of um, Asgardians. And we see people with big wings. I guess those are the ones from uh, Krapheim. And we've got the guards and cool and, um, Borson, the destroyer, the guarding the, uh, the, the door to the castle. And It looks like this kind of an angry mob here. And uh, when somebody shouts out, What have you done with Heimdall? Where's the lady Freya? We demand to see the All Mother. And Kool says Disperse this mob at once. Or you'll see your beloved all mother. From inside the cell right next to hers. And we see a part of the crowd here. We have uh it's not Brunhild, uh what's her what's her name? it's the bigger, more burly Valkyrie who uh is here and I can't just can't remember her name. Is it is it Hildegard? I think it might be Hildegard. Anyway, um but we do see that uh, Fandral is there with his, his... He's got very hipstery hair. <laughs> it is is very hipstery here. And uh, and uh, Hogan the Grim as well, looking very much like he usually does. And also uh, Lady Sif. I don't see Bolstag, but he's probably in the uh, Senate. So, you're the one who belongs in a cell, Serpent, says Fandral. Don't think for a second we don't see how you've bewitched your brother. Bewitched or not, Fandral. We stand on the verge of armed rebellion here. Are we certain this is the path we wish to take? Hi, Hogan, says Sif. Damn right it is. And she draws her sword. And uh, it looks like they're going to charge forward. And she goes, For Freya! For Asgard! And uh, they start to um, to weigh in. And the guards come after them. And we see they're hurling their hammers around, knocking everybody back. Uh, Destroyer and Cool are just kind of standing there, just completely still. But uh, there's some fighting going on here on the steps of the castle, and th- the guards are being thrown around. And, um, and oh, and it is Hildegard because she says, Thunderguard, eh? Bah, Hildegard is not impressed. <laughs> and they're so throwing them around. And Sif goes after Cool, and she's like, Cool, Cool, have at the serpent. And Cool's like, Oh, I think not, my lady Sif. And he calls the destroyer forth, and the uh, destroyer shoots out a a big blast of energy, knocks everybody back, everybody flying, and we can see Volstagg now, and he's uh, standing on a a balcony, and he's watching kind of down as everybody gets thrown back, and he says, A riot in the realm eternal? This is worse than I feared. This is madness. There must be something the Congress of Worlds can do, and yet I am without my fiercest ally. Where is she? Where is the only one who can save us? Where is Jane Foster? We cut back into the throne room and Freya is uh, still uh, lecturing Odin here. Listen, that is all I ask of you, husband. Listen to your people, to your wife who learned to love you once and mayhap could do so again. Listen and be the all-father we all need. Never has Asgard faced more challenges than she does right now. Please, Odin, Don't insist on being one yourself. End this farce of a trial. End this fighting. Embrace change, my love, before it's too late. Change? Do you ask the sun to change the way it rises? Odin is the sun and the stars and the moon and more. Odin is the way and the wrath and the wonder. Odin is he who speaks while galaxies obey. Odin is, was, and will always be. None alive may say him nay. Not even you. Freya, fry daughter of the Vanir, Queen of Asgard, for the crime of treason, your father hereby sentences you to... And there's a giant crack doom. And a faboom as the ceiling of Odin's throne room caves in. Uh, there is much lightning. Lots of uh, crackling it around. There's only a couple of the guards in here and they are easily dealt with by uh dirts uh, and lightning just just uh, really throwing them aside and it turns out it's not only thor because you know it's obvious that it's thor but loki as well and uh <laughs> thor is like "Hoden thor would have words with thee and loki too hi other daddy Words! i have a word for you thief kneel" And he stands before Thor uh, with his staff in his hand, and she looks at him and, uh, th- you know, looks him straight in the eye and says, That is not one of the words I had in mind. <laughs> and, uh, and Loki uh, goes up to Freya, and uh, and you know, he, he's stolen in his shackles on this, and he says, Hi, Mother. Look, we have matching chains. Loki, what are you doing here? This wasn't the plan. From what I can tell, she's not particularly keen on plans. And again, she is a Thor. Everyone schemes against me, even my own kin. And you, all this started with you. I'd say it's about time we put an end to it all. And uh, Thor uh, reaches for Hammer. She's like, for once, old man, I could not agree more. And she takes Mjolnir and she just Busts Odin right upside the face. Busts his lip open. We can see uh, it gives him a fat lip. His lip is bleeding out. And uh, yeah, got a full-page shot here of of Thor, girl Thor, just smashing Odin across the face and throwing him back. And uh, Odin, obviously, not happy about that. He uh, he's just barely phased. He gets up off the floor. He's got the sort of lightning, fire, sort of stuff crackling around his hands today death comes for the one who would be thor today my hammer comes for your face <laughs> and, uh, the two of them leap at each other uh it's kind of a leap very a la the um uh the thor trailer though this actually is like a year ago so this is way before the thor trailer uh with the hulk but uh we got uh Thor and Odin facing off against each other. Odin's got this sort of crackling energy around his hands. Thor's got her hammer over her head, lightning whipping around. And we have next issue, Thor versus Odin. And that is the mighty Thor number four. And of course, we have a lot to say about this issue. Well, maybe not a lot, but we do have some things to say about this issue, but we'll say them right after this.
1: Do you have unexplained mood swings? Do you have difficulty communicating with others? Do you exert a fishy odor? Do you experience undue aversion to flames or revulsion of bonfires? Have you suffered from long periods of amnesia or unexplained blackouts? Do you like to toot your own horn, speak of yourself in Shakespearean tones, or sound like Dean Warmer in Animal House? Are you a sociopath? Have you senselessly slaughtered innocent undersea creatures? Is your family tired of every vacation having to be to the beach or on a cruise ship? Do you have a secret collection of green fish scale speedos? Then you may identify with the subject of our new podcast, Imperious Rex, Confessions of a Serial Surface Invader. Longer than a whale, he can swim anywhere. He can breathe underwater and go flying
0: through the air. A the noble submariner, prince deep, will be 30, 30, 30.
1: The of Atlantis is the Prince of the Deep. Join us each week as we review the next installment from Prince Namor, the true Submariner's adventures in Tales to Astonish, starting with the quest in issue 70 and moving forward through the Silver Age of Marvel Comics. Check out our blog at serialsurfaceinvaders.tumblr.com for a new show every two weeks or so and a steady stream of ridiculous aquatic content. And please, if any five or more of the above conditions apply to you, seek professional help.
0: Will do, guys. And we're back. And, of of course, we do have a few things to say about the issue. Finally, the story gets moving. I mean, we we have a little bit of Malekith, but we have no Dario Agar. just the barest hint of a little bit of Roxxon. The story now is going. Things are happening now. I couldn't be happier about that. One of the the bad things about Jason Aaron's writing is he lets things simmer too long. I know I've I've complained about that in the past. But when he gets going, his stories are actually a lot of fun, and they're really kind of interesting and exciting. And I like that. So this is a great issue. I think that this is probably the best issue of the series so far. Maybe, I would even say, the best of the Girl Thor issues, period, so far. Even including the original the girl Thor series and, and up to now. Um, yeah. The, there's a lot to be said. The storytelling is really good. The artwork is magnificent throughout this. You know, face pubes on Loki aside, Loki doesn't appear that much in the issue. Therefore not as much complaint about it, but yeah, it's still, still stupid, but the, um, the, the artwork in this issue is really good. I like how um, Dowderman is now incorporating his, uh, his sound effects into the artwork In in a way that you wouldn't really expect necessarily, and really kind of getting away from what has previously been a rather Walt Simonson-y way of doing it. Walt Simonson being so incredibly influential on Thor comics and the way he did sound effects being so incredibly influential on Thor comics, this is starting to look more organic. It is starting to look more... Uh, you know, designed into the layout. Um, Obviously, it's part of the artwork and not part of the lettering, which is kind of how uh, sound effects typically have been in the past. Um, I like the sort of magic swirling around of, of... you know the, the various characters, the enchantress with her little green dots. We got you know uh, Malekith and his uh, Gore, the God Butcher. Tar. We've got uh, Thor and her lightning. We've got Odin and his his lightning slash fire. And it, it all looks really really cool. Um, the artwork is fabulous. What can I say? I really like Russell Dauterman's art. Even if he can't draw a uh, a skimpy beard to save his life, I <laughs> I just think there's a lot about it to like as well as a few little things that annoy the hell out of me. But, um, yeah, so I'm finding it's a pretty enjoyable read. And, uh, yeah, a lot more than I thought that I would like this Girl Thor series. All right, so with that, it is about time to wrap up the show. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And, of course, if you want to email the show, you can do so. The email address is RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com. You can also find us over on Facebook. Just look for us over there, and you will find us... And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard through the Bifrost, and we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast, and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard.